0: our disease is stress and the stress is not just simply breathing it's 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 our mind our mind is literally the problem of what we're where we're at and the domestication of the mind has become our major issue the more comfort that we apply the more difficult it's going to be to regulate and get back to that natural state to where our physiology is in a natural equilibrium people can't handle the amount of stress That a wild animal could handle in the wild, but yet they're in a moderately high dose of stress all day long, constantly thinking and setting off the same stress hormones that an animal does in the wild, but never coming off of that.
1: Holding my head again, making my way through crowded thoughts. Sometimes it's hard to get out of it.
2: Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Please Blow My Mind with me, Will Fleming. I'm trying a bit of a dual record here. So, for the podcast I'm doing the intro, but also for Instagram I'm doing a little, well, promo? Anyway, let's see if this works. Yeah, welcome to the podcast. This is my little podcast where I ponder some of life's bigger meaning questions. And uh, I do that with guests who come on and bring their their experience and their their experience <laughs> and share it with us and, and I try and do this through the belief that conversations are the key to unlocking deeper revelations and meanings and all of the above so welcome and let's get into this podcast so Brian McKenzie is this week's guest and Brian I've been a long time fan brother, it's beautiful and nice to have you on this podcast and And I don't know if you do many Kiwi podcasts but I want to thank you for, for coming on my one and um, it was the crack of dawn here in New Zealand, 5 o'clock, getting the computers, the microphone set up and it was a beautiful co- podcast filled with, you know, different types of um, know interweaving ideas and and kind of coming back through this idea of the breath and how our mind and body are connected through the in and the out but there's so many more variants of meaning that that we cover in this conversation so let's jump into the episode with brian mckenzie for those who are seeing this on instagram or facebook hey thanks very much for checking it out jump over search please blow my mind on any of your favorite podcast platforms and you will be able to see it there just before we kick off with the podcast with brian mckenzie just a quick shout out to manava breathing and manava breathing is the company i run with my good friend gareth now it's breathing um for function it's breathing understood and that is Manava breathing. So the core of Manava breathing is this cadence breathing of 5.5 in, 5.5 out. And these are the foundations that we build upon um, with Oxygen Advantage and our product MyoTape, which is sleep tape that goes around your mouth to support the lips gently coming together at night, so you can harness the power of your nose. So highly encourage you to visit manavabreathing.com if you want to have a look at myo tape the tape that goes gently around your mouth sleep tape as it's becoming more popular known as do um, follow the link uh, either in the comments here on this post or in my bio or um, just by going on instagram manavabreathing and there's a nice Shopify link there Okay, team, want to thank everybody for blowing my mind and being part of this journey. Brian, thanks again, brother. Take care, everybody, and enjoy this conversation.
1: Bringing out the fire, yeah, bring on all the lightning. Cause I'm looking for a hero. Look inside the mirror. I find one. Oh, carry the hurt when it gets too hard. Pick it up, dust it off, and I fall down a little get up 12 don't need nobody else yeah i can save myself
2: okay brian thanks man you're joining me somewhere from the other side of the world it still blows my mind that this is possible that a, a weird kiwi guy can get up at five in the morning and, and talk to someone that i follow quite closely online so uh as we say in this part of the world Kia ora, which means hello in our native yep. Maori language. How are you, man? Uh,
0: good, good. I'm a, I'm a big fan of New Zealand. I spent about three weeks there once. Awesome. So it, I felt like it was going back to like 1980 when I was a kid. <laughs> outside of Auckland, I should
2: yeah, say. Everything still... outside
0: of Auckland it felt, felt like going back to the 80s um, here which is a very good memory for California or Southern California. That is.
2: Mm. Well, I mean, you know, New Zealand's very much uh, for a long time. All we had was three TV channels. So what we saw a lot of was either something from, you know, the UK or something from America. So New Zealand is very familiar, I guess in general with, you know, films and all of that kind of stuff. And, and, and it, I guess even too with, um, you know, my culture with Pacific Island and Maori, they identify really closely with, um, you know, the hip hop scene in, yep. in, in, in the state. So anyway, man, it's, it's cool that we can connect. And um, look, I I've spent a, a bit of time, although I haven't written down questions, I've thought about what I wanted to talk to you about, because I know you're busy and we don't have much time. But one of the things I thought we might um. I'll see if this uh, kind of registers with you. So I was saying before yeah. we started talking that there seems to be two type of conversations happening in the, in the let's say, generic breathing space. One is this very functional chat, biomechanically, what's happening in our body when we do these techniques. And one is this kind of, you know, you've got everything from Patrick McEwen to Wim Hof to all of these kind of different techniques going right back like James Nest outlined in his book and, and, and Carney and all those guys like there's a historical story here too which is really interesting um, and, and I wonder if I can ask you first Brian like does anyone ask you about uh, well what are the, the kind of yin and yangs of breathing is, is, that, is that a good place to start? is slow breathing one end and this tumo side, the other end. Is that roughly right?
0: Yeah. I mean, Chinese medicine, Eastern philosophy is about the yin yang. And I don't, I I subscribe to it um, because I've, I've participated in um, Eastern medicine, Chinese medicine for quite some time. Yeah. it's not the only thing I participate in. I participate in Western medicine and Western medicine has saved my life. And most people's lives that I know, um, in some capacity, um, we like to throw the baby out with the bathwater, Uh, and that's just, um, too, too much of a constrained view from my, from, from my experience. And I've had that constrained view. Um, Mm -hmm. I've evolved that view, but, Breathing is, is really like a gas pedal. And if I take control of it and I decide to speed that up, I'm actively engaging something from a high arousal place. What does high arousal mean? Uh, survival mode, fight, flight, freeze. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm going into fight mode or I'm going into flight mode. It just means my nervous system is now ramping up <clears throat> and I'm becoming more activated. That carries physiological fingerprints with it. On the other side of that is slow controlled breathing, which is if I slow my breathing down, I'm taking the gas pedal off. I'm actually I can grab a hold of my nervous system on the other end of things. And this largely takes place because when we speed up our breathing, there is a signal that is sent to the from the heart to the brain to. Um, we're not elongating the heart enough, right? So the heart doesn't slow down, but there's also other byproducts of this. When we speed up breathing, like such as mouth breathing, if I'm mouth breathing, I'm actually, it's a form of sped up breathing. I'm offloading or getting rid of more carbon dioxide than necessary. If there's no metabolic demand for that, that, will in turn carry a more sympathetic dominant tone to it. Okay. If I'm nasal breathing, that automatically slows my respiration rate down. And it also engages my diaphragm. And I actually take a deeper breath with which elongates that heart. And now a signal gets sent to the um, brain when I'm exhaling to slow the heart down. So this is where the parasympathetic sympathetic nervous system kind of comes in. It's ultimately from what we've found an inhibition of sympathetic tone when you slow the breathing down. So you're allowing for the parasympathetic nervous system to come on, but this is all very deep layered things. Um, breathing it, it, by and large is best served by, it, in today's society, by slowing it down and controlling it and breathing out of one's nose. Um, There are many techniques that, that like there's thousands, hundreds of thousands of different techniques and and things you could do with breathing. Mm. That's wonderful. That's not what I teach. Um, We teach the principles behind breath work. If we were still a wild being, which, you know, There are people still, there are indigenous cultures living fairly wild still. We don't need to insert breathing protocols into these people to regulate them. I don't need to go and work with a wild animal to teach it how to breathe. They automatically are in tune with nature and and natures. and, And our nature is our physiology. You will not see the disease of civilization that you see in the wild. And by that, I mean, we are, a, our disease is stress and the stress is not just simply breathing. It's, it's, it's our mind. Mm-hmm. Our mind is literally the problem of what we're, where we're at and the domestication of the mind has become our major issue. Mm-hmm. Um, we, 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 things are far Um, The easier that they get, the more comfort that we apply, the more difficult it's going to be to regulate and get back to that natural state to where our physiology is in a natural equilibrium. People can't handle the amount of stress that a wild animal could handle in the wild, but yet they're in a moderately high dose of stress all day long, constantly thinking and setting off the same stress hormones that an animal does in the wild, but never coming off of that. And that's why breathing can have such a compounding or or such a, such a great effect. But this is where that yin yang is, is we're in this constant yang and we need more of the yin energy at this point. Most people.
2: Yeah. Well, and that's the bit where I, I, you know, and maybe my second question is you've, You know, I'm talking to you today. How many kind of reimaginations of this topic have you had? Because I find myself going through the ringer. Like, what's the most important thing to focus on? And I know that's a complicated question, but at some point, because you can't see what's happening on the inside, you can you can know that there's too much CO2 offload if you're over breathing and all of those things. But you know, I like standing on the scales and thinking, shit that's still too high, you know. I like putting the 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 oxygen thing on your finger and it can it can show you your heartbeat. You know, you can't like lie your way too much out of those things. When when you're looking at a measurement, is is there something general that a general public could, could start having a look at? Like taping your mouth at night. Awesome. You can do a whole lot of slower breathing automatically good shit but what about like when you're looking at um measurements how do you measure someone's health brian
0: yeah a co2 tolerance test okay yeah so we have i mean and you could go to our website which is shiftadapt.com yeah and go to where where's how to start a breath practice what it's like if you go to the the website shiftadapt.com click on what we do And what drops down is how to start a breath practice. First thing, click on that, go do that test, do it every single day.
2: Yep. Beautiful. And
0: and write down how stressed out you are that morning when you do it Mm -hmm. and continue to write that down and continue to do that test. And, and this will start to make things very, Uh, over time, a a big reality, but that test also will um, it'll set people up for an understanding on that page on where to start with breathing. And, and, and um, it's a um, it's just a basic standpoint. I I use this test myself for me, right? Like I, I don't, I'm not, you know, but I, even though I use fairly advanced protocols and breathing stuff at this point, I still do very basic stuff and I still use a CO2 tolerance test to understand where I'm at. And it, 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 what we found is that it's probably 24 hours or more ahead of something like HRV. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that, that's just the baseline. But, you know, I mean, the other question is, you know, how often are you moving? How often are you walking? You know, like, I, like a professional athlete for me, it's, it's like, Hey, how often do you walk? And they're like, Oh, like not a lot. And it's like, okay, so we need to start there. And you're going to shut your mouth when you do that. Um, you know, we, we have other tests that kind of go along with this stuff, but it's a little more advanced, but the basic CO2 tolerance test, just a max exhale test is one of the most it's the easiest ways to understand how well you manage stress.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, look, I, I, I've been to your side.
0: Yeah. And I mean, let let me give the the listeners a reason why carbon dioxide is the metabolic stress messenger. So whether we're talking from a psychological standpoint, or I'm talking from a metabolic standpoint, when I say metabolic, I mean like X working, like I stand up, there's more metabolic demand. I walk, there's more metabolic demand. I run, there's more metabolic demand. So I, there's there's required more energy, right? So I'm asking to, I'm ask, demanding to process or to transfer more energy. That comes with a cost, right? Well, if I'm in an argument or if I'm working and I'm taking on a project, I'm getting calls left and right. Like a call just came in, right? As we were doing this and I was like, click. Like I had to hit it and it's like, that required more energy. Like yep. people don't understand energy; they think energy is just doing push-ups or going for a walk or running. Mm. When a chess player can burn six thousand calories in a day sitting at a chess table playing chess, a freediver can burn upwards of six hundred calories an hour, bobbing up and down in the ocean, never bringing their heart rate over your or, or my resting heart rate. So how is that? Where's how is that energy? And it's it's simple it's the, how they're using oxygen. It's how they're using it. And how they're using it is they're using it with carbon dioxide and carbon dioxide is picked up through a detection system in the, in the, in the vasculature. So in our aortic and carotid arteries, and, and that connects up with the brain stem and that sets off a bell, it sets off what's ca- called, the, the suffocation false alarm system. And every human being, every obligate aerobe has one, meaning anything that uses oxygen as its primary source of u- using energy has this alarm system because CO2 rising means there's possibly a big pH change towards acidity. That could be a death sentence. And And unfortunately, because they're in the arteries, It's predictive. It's not what's happened. So we develop a relationship from the brain's emotional centers, then down to the brainstem with this entire process. And this is the big complex reason why an exhale test slowed down as slow as I can exhale is so potent at understanding how well people are
2: managing stress. Mm. Okay, well, so totally logical, right? And, and I'm not trying to be silly here. It is really quite a logical story to follow. And I feel like, like, you know, if you look at propaganda and stuff, and I studied, not studied, but YouTube, a bunch of videos, like that was a legit tactic at the war, you know, that they'd, they'd look for short messages that they could get to people en masse. And that's how you could kind of create mind change. And I think, like, one of the things that seems... Quite interesting is that um, well I'll ask you, is this well known in our Western modern society? It seems not. No. It seems no, no it no, seems no, like no, we no, just no, auto-breathe. No. And if you're stressed no. to the max, you're stressed that way, won't you? Yeah. Mm, mm, yeah. So,
0: well, I mean this 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 is the problem, is we've we've created a business out of medicine.
2: Hmm. It's
0: yeah. unfortunate. Yeah. Because that means we have to peddle medicine, yeah. Versus actually look for a solution. That doesn't. Mean, and nowhere in there did I say that medicine was the evil. Absolutely. It's that medicine was made a business, and it should have never gone that way. Hmm. A doctor's time should cost money, but the, the medicines should. We should be figuring out a different system here. Because I, I, there's plenty of research. I mean, there's a there's a hell of a documentary that was just on on, on um, oh, I think it's HBO uh, called "The Crime of the Century." It's about the opioid crisis, right? And I, you wouldn't believe some of the doctors that are involved in peddling <laughs> opioids and who don't believe that they actually cause problems. And it's a systemic issue. You have opioid receptors on just about every cell in the body for a reason. And they're not because of heroin, <laughs> like to be mm. clear, mm. it's because of what you actually can generate inside of you. And we're not, we're, we're diluting that, not giving people a chance to understand what that is. And so when we talk about stress and you talk, talk about, you know, Pacific Islander culture and be it being um you know males in particular being ha- dealing with heart issues and and the stuff that comes like high blood pressure well what is high blood pressure it's a stress response
1: mm.
0: adrenaline adrenaline is being dumped so you've got an individual who's stressed out why is this individual stressed out i would i would suggest from based on what i understand about black men in the united states Um, that there is a stress that is put on them, not only culturally in their own culture, but as a total and the weight that's on those shoulders of those men. And the fact that they, a lot of these individuals probably don't have fathers that either a are around or B are not real well suited. And this doesn't fall on the mother's shoulders, but that's very difficult for a mother to raise a boy alone to be a man. Yeah. It's a very difficult thing. I know I have one friend of many who were raised by a single female and mm. who were raised real well. And he is, uh, she was a cop and she was very, you know, ingrained in, a lot of discipline with that, this young, with my, with my very good friend right now, I'm, I'm not trying to project how anybody's life is going to play out. But the fact is, is we all deal with trauma and, and this isn't a, a singular instance, but I can tell you just in my own life, when my blood pressure has been higher, what I've been dealing with. So you know blood pressure is medication is actually the number one prescribed medication worldwide largely it, or at least in the united states um the top of the top 10 there, it's like four of the top 10 in the united states or i think globally i can't remember where, where i got w- w- which statistic it was um w- four of those top 10 medications were for blood pressure
2: yeah. that's
0: stress that's high stress I think seven of them are all have to do with stress. You know, you're talking about cortisone. Like what does somebody get prescribed if they've got, you know, like skin issues, things like that, cortisone. Mm -hmm. Oh, stress hormones, because your stress (laughs) system, your stress hormone system isn't working. Mm -hmm. Why isn't your stress hormone system working? Because you don't know how to manage stress because you're living a way that is not ideal for you. You're not taking care of yourself. And most people don't understand that because they have a constrained view of what that means. And I think the great Thomas Sowell, who, you know, he's he's an economist, but he's also talks on history, a lot of stuff. I just put a quote of his up and, and it's, the constrained vision sees the evils of the world as deriving from the limited and unhappy choices available, given the inherent, and moral limitations of human beings. So that just simply means if you weren't raised with morals and like, I, I like better morals, better ways to live, you're going to default into what bad stuff happens to us. Like, like, or, or bad stuff is the reason because, um, Because of others, because of other people, because of other things, right? Good things are just that happen to us are just luck, right? And and it's like, oh, so we've got two varying views on what this is and the vision of what we understand. And so breathing falls into this and, and is such a great help because breathing helps people actually regulate their nervous system that's already set off. And where yeah. these stress hormones are going crazy. And so you could take somebody who's got high blood pressure and I can change their blood pressure instantaneously. Mm. Any, you know, we can change that instantaneously. Now it's up to them. I, I can't do that every day with somebody. Right. They have to actually take the reins. And then we fall into the problem of thinking that the tool is the medicine.
2: Right. Yeah. 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 I, what, Look, it's a rabbit hole. And, and, and I guess I want to follow that up with, are you hopeful? I mean, there's work for you for the next 50 years in this area, but are you hopeful that we won't have to have a Brian taking manual overdrive over a blood pressure that we can in fact go back to this auto system that regulates it properly?
0: Um, I, I mean, I, I wouldn't be here if I didn't have some sort, if I didn't have hope, but um, you know, I, I have a very, Eclectic <laughs> view of yes. of uh, of um, not only our history in humanity, mm-hmm. um, but the United States' history and where we're headed. Um, mm. I, I mean, look, a lot of people aren't going to like the fact that I believe that we've made it too easy for everybody to survive. Yeah, I, I don't think everybody should survive. Mm. I, I and that that's. I'm an empath. I struggle. I'm in LA right now. I struggle to see, like, you wouldn't believe what the homeless population looks like right now, that nobody's addressing in any way, shape or form, by the way, Mm. it's, it it crushes me every time I see it and I don't know what to do and I don't know who or what to say or how how to go about this. It's unbelievable. Mm. It kills me. Yeah. And I'm not saying that we need to wipe these people off. That's uh. not at all what I'm saying. I'm yeah. just saying we are making it far too easy for everybody to make it. Mm. And in that process that we're doing that, it means that those who are ill because they choose not to take care of themselves now take the brunt of our health care and our systems that we need in place to help people who do take care of themselves. Mm. Right. And run into an emergency. Right. And, and like, I, I'm trying to get out of urban squall and I'll be out of it soon enough, but you know, it's a. uh, I don't like being dependent on government. I don't like being, I don't think the government's here to save me or Mm. to protect me. (laughs) Um, you know, I, 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 I want to live in a community where people respect each other and say hi to each other. And, you know, I, I, I was, we were walking down the street last yesterday evening and it's funny because, you know, I said, New Zealand remind me of the eighties in California. And when I grew up in the eighties in California, everybody was outside hanging out together. Yeah. Nobody, nobody does that here. Mm. Nope. Nobody, there's nobody doing that. Here. Yeah. Everybody's it's... for themselves yeah and that's it and it's it's sad
2: shit shit said
0: yeah yeah and 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 i don't want to participate in that yeah so i'm going like my my thing is i got i'm going i want to go participate where people want to do their part and want to take care of themselves first and foremost Mm -hmm. because that's where it begins
2: yeah yeah Yeah. and yeah, look, I can relate to, so so New Zealand's still, uh, what are we, well, 40 years behind because I was born in 1980. It's still like that, but there are signs, you know, as America leads, the rest of the world catches up. And we went to, you know, the kindy where the little kids go and they had a celebration and and, and there was this fire in the middle, but a big circle around it where no one could go in the circle. And it pissed me off because you couldn't feel the fire. So I was like, you were looking at something visually stimulating, but no one, they also wouldn't allow us to use marshmallows because apparently it burns people. And I'm like, well, don't have a fire. Maybe we should do something else, but you're kind of ruining it because it's not the true experience. You're supposed to get close to it and feel it. And maybe I'll quickly segue into the heat and cold because what, you know, we talk about lowering your stress or the wrong type of stress, but for people, they just think stress, stress is bad, but you know, there's obviously the short term and the long term. What is it when you're leaping into this cold pool or the heat you're activating stress, but on purpose, is that the distinction? Well,
0: anything you do is stress.
2: Mm. Stress mm.
0: is a necessary product of life. Mm. That's stress. Energy is stress. Moving mm. energy is stress. You know, um, like here's a shocking fact Um One ounce of human tissue generates 10,000 times more energy than one ounce of the sun.
2: Shit. Cool.
0: Yeah. But, like, you know, so you talk about cold and heat, and yeah, those are stressors. Mm -hmm. So is going for a walk. So is jumping on and staring at a screen. (laughs) And talking requires energy, right? You know, cold is just an extreme that can have very well, uh, looked at researched, understood benefits if dosed properly. Mm. Um, and you know, in, in, in my liver medicinal things, uh, but the body is delivering the medicine as due to the stress. Right. Mm. So these are, this is where things like opioids come in, you know, like, Endorphins are an opioid, right? Like getting an endorphin high from going from a run or getting in the sauna and then coming out, you get a rush from that type of stuff. Those are things that can happen. Unfortunately, a lot of people get caught up just like they do in breath work with a technique or a method and they use that as medicine Mm -hmm. and they don't stop using it in the same way that they really began with it which means there's no practice right and so what we teach is practice so what are you doing here why are you here what is your body telling you when when to get out when to stay in when you know what do you even there isn't really a person i know that i've worked with in any any realm in the years um when i've put them in an ice. like we've talked about this with cold plunges They don't understand necessarily when to get out unless I were to have actually talked to them about the first stages of what hypothermia might be, Mm. what that looks like. And then they're like, oh, so that would be a good time to get out right before that. Yeah. What's your body telling you at that point? Do you know what your body's telling you? And most people don't because their thinking is driving everything. And that's the, that's going back to the domestication idea is we're so domesticated. We think intellectualism is the, the, like the be all end all. It isn't, it's actually a death sentence. Intellectualism and overthinking is a, and, and thinking too much is a death sentence. The ability to feel and understand what your body's communicating to you is nature's way. That's the way that doesn't mean you don't think it means feel and understand and think on top of what your gut your gut is telling you right like when's the last time you had a gut feeling that you ignored then regretted making that and most people can think back and go oh yeah i remember you know i didn't i remember that person that i met that i probably shouldn't have ended up having a relationship with or whatever and then it got bad and it's like yep i didn't listen to my gut on that one
2: yeah and brian as i kind of um maybe just gently wrap up because i know you've got other things to do so so we're talking and society talks a lot about it too the kind of edges of things right the kind of mission critical or what side are people on and and there's this kind of giant conversation i feel around this the middle zone you know the the homeostatic zone and some of the research I had a look at was, you know, these kind of five point five breathing patterns that they might be uh, of what humans. It's like a, um, and you'll have a better way of articulating yeah. it to me. But, but it's the it's, it's equal in equal out. You're not doing, you're not using as much of that energy. Is that fair? Am I on? Is it the right place? That if you were in a good zone where you're not, you know, dispelling more than you need to, then around four to ten breaths a minute would be healthy
0: yes okay. but i don't think you need to think about that
2: yes 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 yes, yes. again it's just for the storyline right like because you can't see yeah. any of this stuff
0: people want to put a number on things mm-hmm. and there's the problem
2: yeah 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 right right we're doing the same bad
0: it's yeah. just the same thing over and over expecting it's like why don't you just start working on a practice and see where you mm-hmm. go and see yeah. what happens and what you learn about yourself along the way, Um, you know, the whole resonance breathing um, idea is great. And there's a lot of research on it, you Hmm. know, with this 5.5, you know, like breath cycle, whatever um, it, it, you know, that's great, but that doesn't work for everybody. It just doesn't. And if it did, we'd never, we wouldn't be using a CO2 tolerance test. Because if your CO2 tolerance test is on the floor, I can tell you right now that pattern is going to set you off. Gotcha. Yeah, you're going to become more anxious. You're going to be- get into a higher arousal state because mm. you have a very uh, you have a very uh, um, like, I want to say acute sensitivity, to CO2. And we need to build that. And that's the thing is carbon dioxide, CO2, carbon dioxide is a highly, highly trainable thing. It's so trainable that a human being can hold their breath for more than 20 minutes. Right. And, and, and I can tell you right now that if you can, if you could learn, any human being could learn to get to holding their breath for more than three minutes, they're probably not dealing with a whole lot of anxiousness they're dealing with a lot less anxiousness they're dealing with a lot of less overthinking because they've actually gotten the system back into more of a homeostatic place right you go keep going beyond that i promise you you hold your breath for 5 minutes 6 minutes 7 minutes you you will never be worried about stress
2: yeah beautiful meditation
0: beautiful. can't really hold a candle to somebody learning to hold their breath for that long, especially even in water.
2: Mm. Well, I, I imagine it rips you out of yesterday and tomorrow because you're only focusing on the now, which is what, what I've been observing anyway. It's what all those practices are trying to do, bring you into a, you know, a mindful zone. Um, one of the things, just just to finally kind of wrap up, because it's you know yeah. I'll, I'll think I'll think about this chat. You know, maybe you've um, challenged me on a couple ideas. I was getting locked into numbers, as I'm sure many people do, but only because there's there's not much to grab onto here. There's really not. If you're someone who doesn't come from a, a, a athletic background or used to moving their body and has all of these shitty symptoms developing, you know. A doctor makes a way more compelling case, you know, at least in the short term. Take this, you know? And I can see why people would take that, like the pill. But I, I, I do a lot of filming as as my career, and I found my way in front of pharmacists and they were talking about SSRIs and all of these things. And and I asked them a question, um, and it was, you know, maybe I'll make myself look like the hero, but it was something like this. So you're telling me when you're take all of this stuff, you know, it, it does something to at least alleviate a lot of this over, you know, back chatter, back chatter, and, you know, these negative loops in terms of thought patterns, what happens then was my question, you know, you have this freeing of the thought, the negative thought, are you supposed to do something with that, and I think that's the trauma conversation, like, if you can stay out of this chronic stress, Brian, do you think that your body, like a cut, and your mind will automatically heal, or are we kind of destined to get ourselves out of this major panic, and then we have to what? Go to get uh, psychology. What's the deal here from your perspective? Do I ever well, make sense?
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So tr- you know, there's a lot around trauma, okay, but. It's really um, it's interesting. We all deal with pain, okay. The avoidance and protection of pain is called trauma. So the avoidance and protection of pain and suffering, is called trauma. That is it. That's why we all deal with it. Mm-hmm. Most people don't think that they deal with it, especially a lot, a lot of guys think they don't have trauma because they have these mm-hmm. perfect childhoods and it's like they got great parents or they have jobs or very young and, you know, and it's like, no, you did. Like, you got this thing called, we got these two needs, these really important needs called attachment and authenticity and you gave up authenticity for attachment to your caregivers and whatever their emotional needs were you attached to those and gave up your authentic self for that we all did it and through life as we become adults the whenever frustrate frustration is probably the easiest way for me to explain this is that when frustration sets in you're dealing with an authentic situation where you don't know how to express yourself authentically because you're now dealing with an attachment issue. Unfortunately, most of us are attached to things like, uh, they're outward things like numbers, uh, money, uh, finances, um, you know, uh, houses, uh, thinking massage therapy, um, breathing, well, not, not breathing, but, breathing is an inward thing, but medicines, uh, drugs, alcohol, relationships, sex, like these are all attachment issue things. There's nothing wrong with these unless I can't actually regulate without that. Hmm. So if I have to use that in order to regulate, it's not that that's that just shows me there's an inauthentic expression. And so I need to actually figure out how to authentically express myself and get back to understanding trauma. So what was my pain? What's my pain? And you have to go back and be able to look at, well, you got to look at things like what, what sort of emotions your parents couldn't handle. And when you can look at that, you can then start to look at protective behaviors. And if you look at protect, just go Google protective behaviors. Protective and avoidance behaviors, if you can identify with any of those, which you should be able to identify with some, I identify with most, right, Uh, just to be completely transparent, it then allows you to lead back to those emotions that your parents could or could not handle. Whether your parents were the happiest people on the planet doesn't matter. Oh, is it weird that you are the happiest person on the planet and that every time something Bad happens. You pretend to be happy. Turns out there's a direct connection they're finding with people in cancers with who suppress anger and sadness through happiness Mm. and pretending to be happy. These are the people that will literally be dying on their deathbed and care more about their their spouses or children or other people in their lives health than their own health. And this is where the, the and nowhere in there did I say you can't care about your friends, family, at all. But if you can't take care of yourself and be authentic, you're dealing with trauma.
2: <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I know. Yeah, thank you for taking so us through, through the Why is
0: breathing so important? Because breathing led me to this. Mm. Like this is where doing breath work brought me down enough to look at the things that I was really anxious about that really bothered me. And that gave, and, and that gave me made me feel like I had a purpose and it was like, Oh, and then I was able to look at my relationship with my parents who I love dearly. Right. And I don't hold them accountable because they didn't know they don't know any of this shit. Nobody gave anybody the footprint of this. And this is the thing you can't hold people in contempt for something they don't understand. There's no such thing as, you know, um, the great Victor Frankl uh, did, did a, uh, a talk about this, about the Jews and the Holocaust. And he's like, there's no such thing as collective guilt. You can't hold people accountable for a past that they didn't participate in, or they didn't even know they were participating in. And that's what's going on in the United States right now. This collective guilt is being held towards a group of people that didn't even participate. And although there's problems, that doesn't mean everybody's guilty of something. It just means some people aren't dealing with the root cause of what's going on. And some people need to recognize that. And other people need to actually like recognize that, hey, there's some problems still. Let's figure this out. Let's work together. Absolutely. But, calm the fuck down, excuse yeah. my language, <laughs> by controlling your breathing, get a breath breath practice going so that you can stabilize that nervous system and your energy every day, start to learn more about yourself, and then off to the races and start to you know, get involved in things that you're passionate about. But deal um, with your stuff.
2: Yeah. Yep. I, and I think I'd like to think more people are looking for that because in today's world, even here in New Zealand, you can't say a, differing opinion and that's a problem because you just mm. left with your frustration and i think that's building and so i think that's why the conversation around exactly what you mentioned with the the, the victor frankel stuff it's like okay well we'll find meaning in my area and i think breath yeah. work and breathing and you know tolerance to everything is an awesome place because that's why i think it's like got a very uh, religious um undertone to it that You know, if you asked me a year ago, I'd probably be someone who would rely heavily on science, even though I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. But lately I've been thinking, hey, man, who the who the fuck am I? You know, don't don't discount a bigger plan and you're not smart enough to decide there's not not that. So, yeah, the journey continues for all of us. But Brian, I want to thank you for making it possible to chat. It's nice to chat with you. I hope you come back to New Zealand. Please come yes, back there's some, there's some good shit Happening here Like uh, you know Duck shooting And pig hunting And all that stuff So uh, it would be good To take in on one of those Awesome man Thanks love very you. much again
1: Holding my head again Making my way Through crowded thoughts Sometimes it's hard To get out of it Broke my heart In the dark I was just trying To feel something Falling asleep to the sound of it. Always used to lay you clean up the messes down on my knees. Thought I couldn't stand up on my own. Turns out sometimes he's stronger alone. Bringing out the fight, yeah, bring on all the lightning. Cause I'm looking for a hero. Look inside the mirror, I find one. Oh. Carry the hurt when it gets too hard Pick it up, dust it off When I fall down 11, I get up 12 Don't need nobody else Yeah, I, I can save myself Got burned, but I learned Our scars make us who we are Now I'm 10 feet tall over my demons
2: Remind me now
1: no one's got me like myself Yeah, I love me without any help I'm the best thing to believe in So I'm bringing out the fight Yeah, bring on all the lightning Cause I